This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com slash symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. On Tuesday, November 27th, join the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, James Naveau and me, Jay Zawoski, at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood for our Puck Cancer fundraiser and watch party as the Blackhawks take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Tickets are $10 and all proceeds go to the family of Meredith Garcia. Meredith lost her battle with cancer in May and her family needs our help. Every ticket is an entry into our grand prize raffle, which includes Blackhawks tickets and a signed jersey. Go to madhousepod.com slash events to purchase tickets. That's madhousepod.com slash events. We'll see you at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood on November 27th. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast Postgame Show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and by Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. This is Jay Zawoski, solo with you tonight as the Blackhawks lose 2-1 to one to the LA Kings in the shootout. <sighs> Boy, it is a frustrating stretch of this season here for the Blackhawks. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to get pissed off. I'm just going to tell you what I'm seeing, which I think is what you guys want from me. Um, I think there was probably a little more good than a lot of people will mention in this game. If you've listened to the podcast, if you're a regular listener, if you're someone that listens to every game, you've heard me get frustrated with the fact that the problems the Hawks are having um, are self-inflicted, and they're self-inflicted by the guys that should be the ones who are keeping them in games. It's Duncan Keith with a bad pass. It's Jonathan Taves with a poor decision in overtime that almost causes a breakaway the other way. Um, You know, Brent Seabrook whiffing on a pass. Patrick Kane trying to do too much, and nothing comes of it. It's these star players who we want the Blackhawks, or or who who the Blackhawks rely on to keep them in games and to be competitive that are making the mistakes. When I look at the players that played well tonight, they're the guys you would expect to make the mistakes. Gustav Forsling. In his second game of the season, coming off injury, I think was outstanding. He was effective on both ends of the ice, made solid defensive plays, pinched in offensively when the time called for it, had some great looks, some great scoring chances. I really like what I've seen from Gustav Forsling two games in. Uh, I think Henry Yokoharu didn't have a great game, made a couple of mistakes, but again, solid defensively. Eric Gustafson, I think, has been, has been playing his best hockey of the year. You know who else didn't have a terrible game? 
Brandon Manning. Brandon Manning had a good, solid defensive game tonight. And while the metrics might not bear it out, the eye test shows you that some of these guys who are on the bottom of the roster have actually been playing okay. I think John Hayden looked good tonight. Um, you know, some so these guys who you would expect to be the ones that are messing up these close games for the Hawks are not the ones doing it. It's the vets. And I don't know if it's a matter of, um, you know, feeling the pressure that the load is on their shoulders every night. And that's sort of true. You're not getting any secondary scoring from your bottom six. So it is up to Taves, Kane, Saad, Debrinkit, you know, those guys to score almost every night. The Hawks don't have any scoring depth beyond, you know, those top six forwards. So there is a lot of pressure on them to perform, and you see them making decisions that they probably wouldn't make if that pressure wasn't on them. I'm not saying they're not trying. I'm not saying they're making mistakes on purpose, obviously. But I think we're seeing the effects of the weight of the season sort of weighing on these guys, and it's only November 17th, or November 16th. That's not ideal. Um, this is why I've sort of discussed maybe it's time to get Dylan Secura up here. A kid with some scoring ability, yes, he's probably a liability defensively, but guess what? Most of your roster is kind of a liability defensively at this point anyway. you got to start putting the puck in the net. Early in the season, when the Hawks were having success, they were outscoring their opponents. They were winning 7-6 and 5-4 and things like that. The offense has totally disappeared. They've got two goals over their last two games. Uh, fortunately, they've taken three out of four points in those two games. But it's just, I don't know, it's hard to see where the turnaround is going to come. And, um, you know, despite Eddie O and uh, Pat Foley's annoyance during this entire game, I don't know if you can blame Jeremy Cowden for, uh, you know, errant passes, pucks that are bouncing over sticks. Um, again, I mentioned the veterans making mistakes. In the third period, it leads to a Jeff Carter breakaway. Patrick Kane puts a pass at the feet of Brandon Saad. Saad is, is trying to make the rush off the ice. Saad can't corral it. Jeff Carter's off the other way. These are the mistakes that are going to cost you when offense is at a premium. You can't have your best players making mistakes. You had an overtime. Duncan Keith just sort of lazily played a puck. And a three-on-three, if the puck's turned over and you're left behind, it's an odd man rush against. These are the sort of things, these are the sort of mistakes that while a lot of people might want to, that are still pissed off about the Joel Quenville thing, might want to put on Jeremy Cowden. I'm telling you, Jeremy Cowden is not telling these guys to turn the puck over. He's not telling these guys to make errant passes. You know, he's not willing the puck to bounce over their sticks. This is a combination of lack of focus and lack of skill. You've got your veterans who are distracted for whatever reason, not playing up to their par, and you've got, uh, you know, young guys who are not, I think a lot of the guys on the bottom six in an, in an ideal world are not NHL players. You know, I like David Camp. I think he's solid. But if he was to go tomorrow to Rockford, would you really notice it? Would you really miss it? You know, I think Andreas Martinson has played well. He's added a physical element to the game lately. And some of that physical play has led to some scoring chances. But... He's a guy. They're, they're just guy. Like Alex Fortan is a nice, fast player, but he's a guy. He's your next Jeremy Moran or Brandon Peary or whatever, the, the 4A hockey player, I guess you would say. I just don't know where the help is coming, and I don't know if it's going to be with a trade, if it's going to be just sort of see what happens this year and see how guys develop, then decide what you want to do in the offseason. But 
they're going to get some wins. They're going to get some losses. But I think this is kind of what it's going to look like. And, uh, yes, you know, the offense is in a huge slump. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, and the goals will pick up a little bit. But I also don't think you can count on Corey Crawford to be superhuman night after night after night. He's been good since he's come back. The last two games he's been outstanding. And I don't know if that's a realistic thing to say, okay, Corey, uh, you need to shut them out or allow one goal every game for us to have a chance. That's not realistic. So, anyway, spend some time on a negative. Mention Gustav Forsling playing well. I really like what I've seen from him. And I wonder if um, Jeremy Cowden being the head coach here is going to not ease pressure on him, but I think he's probably got a little more of a leash with Cowden than he did with Quenville. It's also a different situation. Last year, the Hawks were trying to win. They're, not that they're not trying to win now, but they had visions of, look, they're coming off a year where they had the best record in the conference. Um, they had the top seed in the West. Um, and they were in good playoff position until Christmas. Corey Crawford goes down, the whole f- season goes to crap. Uh, I could see why Quenville didn't have a ton of patience for a guy like Gustav Forsling. I think now, and this is sort of more of a, at best, a air quotes, transition year, you're going to see Forsling get some better situations, get some tougher situations, get some more ice time, and, and we're going to see what he's got. Two games in, so far so good. Very pleased with that. So positively, Forsling, I think Saad had a really nice game today. The goal he scored was a sweet play that he initiated with a give-and-go with Jonathan Taves. That's it, the simplicity. It's not complicated. It doesn't always have to be the Globetrotters on ice. Make a pass, go to the net, good things happen. That's how you score goals in the NHL. Look at the goal the Hawks scored against the Blues the other night. Jonathan Taves, it's a power play. Hits a skate, goes in. They're not, they don't have to be pretty. They don't have to be pretty. I do have to mention Nick Schmaltz shooting the puck tonight, especially in the third period, aggressive offensively putting the puck on that, finding himself in the slot and in the center of the ice area where things happen, where plays happen. I liked what I saw from Nick Schmaltz in the third period today. I also, uh, despite its its inability to score, I like the power play setup. They mentioned the two right-handed shots. It was Yokoharu and Seabrook on the power play, but they got Seabrook uh, to the left of the goalie just sort of teeing up that one time where he's got a heavy, hard shot, had a lot of good looks, a lot of good shots, um, you know, while it didn't produce any results tonight, the power play, it got some chances and a ton of zone time. They had the puck. The, they were entering the zone cleanly, and when they were in there, they had the puck and were moving it around. Maybe a little too much. Maybe a couple times they were a little bit hesitant to shoot. You heard Eddie O say, shoot it now. Shoot it now, and, and then they did. But there was some, you know, a little over-movement, I think you could say, at some point. But this is the sort of thing. This is a new power play for the Blackhawks. They're easing into this new system. They're learning it, and I think the power play showed a lot of signs of hope uh, tonight. So my positives tonight, Forsling, Crawford, Saad, and the power play. Um, Everybody else, meh, meh, (laughs) kind of subpar. Brandon Manning, again, I think played a solid game as well. So that's going to do it for the postgame portion of the podcast. Have to mention, we are less than two weeks away, just over a week away, actually, from our puck cancer charity fundraiser at rabbit brewing since we've last spoken we've gotten some due donations len casper uh voice of the cubs who is a, a friend of mine and a huge hockey fan uh has donated a tour of the cubs broadcast booth and 670 the score in uh accordance with 
lens donation are going to give tickets to a future Cubs game. We have free guitar lessons from uh, Greg Henkin, who is my guitar teacher. Look him up uh, at, at Greg Overtone on Twitter. That is two months of free guitar lessons. That's a $200 value. I have improved so much at guitar since I started working with Greg a few months ago. So that's a great prize. Uh, there's just so much great stuff. The Blackhawks told us today their grand prize donation, four tickets on the club level against the Nashville Predators. We've got the Sam Makita signed jersey. There's so much great stuff. Check out Madhouse Pod on Twitter. Uh, but if you want to buy tickets, again, that's November 27th, Tuesday night. We're going to watch the Hawks play the Golden Knights. We're raising money for the Garcia family. My friend Andy lost his wife Meredith to cancer back in May, just months after she gave birth to twins. So we're trying to help out the Garcia family as best we can. Tickets are 10 bucks. The $10 tickets enter you for the grand prize, which is the four Hawks tickets and the autographed Stan Makita jersey, jersey courtesy of Triple Threat Sports, uh, but so many great prizes to win. If you go, you got a really good shot of winning a prize. So go to madhousepod.com slash events or puckcancer.eventbrite.com. Either way, you can get tickets, but the easiest way to do it is just go to madhousepod.com, navigate to the events page, and you will find a direct link to buy tickets. If you can't go, there is an option for a simple donation. Go to the ticket page and then select the can't come, take my money option and make a donation if you'd like to support the cause if you can't make it. But we hope to see you out in Homewood on the 27th. Join us at Rabbit Brewing. Rabbit Brewing, our newest sponsor. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. We're also brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Talk to you next time on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668.